Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. With me, as always, is my co-host, the amazing Star Bustamante. Before we get into it, 415, we need to let you know, is the opinions only of our two hosts and not a reflection on any views by anyone working at the Wild Hunt or their subsidiaries. So if you have an issue, bring it to me. Uh, Okay, so... (laughs) Wild Hunt is brought to you, no, the, the, the 415 is brought to you in cooperation between Desperate House Witches and the Wild Hunt. Please check out www.wildhunt.org. Give them all your support. They are the pagan paper of record. All right, so since last month, there's <laughs> been a lot going on. We think Trump is gone. He's only sort of gone. I'm not sure about this. Things have been happening. We had a riot. We had all kinds of things. But before we launch into that, Star, you were going to bring us the story about Oak Flat, the Apache Hill Country, and all kinds of craziness going on on the indigenous lands. What's happening with that? Okay, so um, so for those who may not know um, about this, um, there is land uh, in the Tonto National Forest uh, known as uh, Oak Flat. The Apache have their own name for it, and it, they consider it to be sacred land. I'm not even going to try to pronounce what they call it because I will get it wrong. Um, but it has mm-hmm. its own sacred name. And uh, they have been uh, using this land for uh, centuries for all kinds of rituals and um, uh, I think even burials. Uh, mm-hmm. recently, going back to like about 2009, a company named uh, Rio Tinto, which some of our listeners may remember, were the, were the mining company that was involved in the destruction of um, some sacred Aboriginal land in uh, Mm -hmm. Australia that ended Mm -hmm. up being a huge scandal. Um, You know, Um, they just... Before you go further, before you go further on that, the the reason why this this particular land is even being uh, dealt with in this manner is because it is rich in copper. And that is the reason why this is happening. So I'm sorry, Star, please continue. I just wanted folks to know what it is on the land. Yeah, no, no. And, I mean, in, uh, there's a lot of mineral deposits all through the Southwest. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they destroyed this Aboriginal sacred site that was like, you know, tens of thousands of uh, had been used for like over 40,000 years. Uh, there was a series mm-hmm. of caves that, that they blew up. It was a huge scandal. Um, their uh, stockholders, as well as the public, 
pushed back so hard that um, basically they were forced to, uh, like, the the government has ordered them to uh, reconstruct what they destroyed. Uh, A number, yeah, a number of their um, executives were forced, senior executives were forced to, uh, to step down. Uh, yeah. It was it was just it was pretty bad. Um, so now they have they have been trying to get a deal to harvest the copper that is on Oak Flat or under Oak Flat, I should say. It's not it's not on the on the surface, and it, it's the technique that they want to use is called block caving. Uh, it's a type of mining. And basically what they do wow. is they um, they uh, mine under the surface um, in order to harvest the the copper and create like a cavern, which then like basically collapses. If they are allowed to do what what they want to do with that land, it would create a two mile wide and like a thousand deep foot crater. So wow, it would it would completely destroy um, just destroy the land. Um, it's interesting to note here that you know originally John McCain had pushed this deal, <laughs> and, and then but then really? when Obama, while Obama was in office, um, they couldn't get it passed through. But then of course with when Trump was in office. Um, you know, it was green-lighted almost at the last minute. Um, so it, we still don't know what's what's going to happen with this. Um, there okay. has been there has been a preliminary uh, hearing. Uh, they filed like three different. Uh, there's been three different lawsuits that have been filed. Uh, they filed they filed for a lien on the land. Uh, yeah. they've, they've also, they've also uh, uh, filed a lawsuit and a temporary restraining order to, to try and, and stop this. The first of the uh, the first of the things to be heard there was supposed to be uh, a court hearing on the uh, 27th of January on the temporary restraining order, but I'm not sure that, that that happened. The most recent thing that has happened is that they they were in court on the 3rd of February, um, and that was just a preliminary hearing. So so we really don't know where uh, what might happen with this, but it's definitely something to watch because if they if the courts rule in favor of the Apache tribe and the affiliated members of that lawsuit, um, it could have yeah. huge ramifications for all Indian land. And I would hope that under this current administration that that would be a positive. See, that's, you know, anything Trump saw as drilling or digging up something or a way to make money you know, didn't hesitate to give a green light to the most destructive forces allowable, which is, I don't know, to me, really messed up and frightening 
and shouldn't be a surprise, I guess. But the fact that indigenous lands are once again being targeted, you know, so other people can make money is really kind of, in my opinion, jacked up because, I mean, how would you feel if it was your ancestors or your mom and dad who were getting dug up so that they could get to, you know, copper or iron or whatever the hell it is underneath them? I mean, I think we all might have something to say about that. And uh, I don't know. It just really bothers me that, that only, you know, only certain types of people are validated, you know, when it comes to religious exceptions. And the the level of disrespect, especially for Native folks who have been here, you know, the indigenous that were here before our asses were, let's face the fact, you know, there's well, like no respect. It really drives me nuts. I, I want to be really clear. I mean, despite some of the shifts under the Obama administration, you know, Native American land has... You know, they have continually uh, suffered and had to fight off, you know, and a lot of times not being it. I mean, you know, the Dakota Access Pipeline, the Keystone yep. uh, XL Pipeline, which we should note that, uh, you know, that Biden has, has basically killed the Keystone uh, XL Pipeline. Uh, you know, that Good. that all just happened just in the last uh, week. Um, and right. There's a good chance that uh, there was a ruling uh, just earlier this week about the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, that the environmental impact and the, what the Corps of uh, Army Engineers did on the, with the easement, there's a problem with that, and it could result because it's too close to the, to the easement. Um, which means that basically it's on federal land. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that, um, you know, something is going to happen with that as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I think so we're seeing you, some, some pushback on all this, but, but I want to be really clear. Yeah. Like Indian land, you know, I mean, yeah. they, have been, they have been fucked repeatedly by white people for as long as there have been white people on this uh, continent. So, I mean, yeah. you know, one one would hope that, that this would be moving in a different direction, but, um, you know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm not sure of that, one of the terms that you used, if you could maybe tell me what an easement is. What exactly is an easement? Okay, so you know that, um, when you when you see a power line or a highway, there's uh, a certain amount of space to the side of, of uh, on on either side, uh, mm-hmm. and depending on you know what we're talking about, uh, there's a requirement for how far something like a pipeline has to be away from an uh-huh. easement, especially when you're talking about federal land. Um, and there was a lot of debate with this from the beginning because the, uh, the people who were opposing the pipeline were saying that it was too close, uh, came too close to mm-hmm. federal land, 
Um, and yet the Army Corps of Engineers said, no, no, it's fine. Well, it's not fine. So um, it'll be really interesting to see to see what what happens with that. Um, you know, it could kill the pipeline altogether. <clears throat> and just, uh, it, it's just a, so folks it's understand. Oh, go ahead. No, continue, please. I'm sorry. Well, it's just, you know, um, the amount of time and money that these companies invest in these pipelines, if they're not making yeah. money often, then, you know, having a setback like this, which, which would mean considerably more investment for the pipeline, yeah. they're just as likely, in, I mean, unless it's really worth the while, they're just as likely to pull to to pull up and and not pursue it rather than continually fight and have to reroute and which is kind of what they're hoping with Oak Flat is that um, you know just because they know the copper is there uh, if it's going to become right. so onerous for them to extract then um, yeah. then they'll walk away and and I want to point out too that the deal in Australia where where they you know screwed the pooch so bad on that one. That was just an exploratory. They weren't even sure that there was anything there. And even in the inquiry that was done by Parliament in Australia, uh, they basically, uh, they knew that what they were going to do was going to be, you know, destroy the site, basically, and had been warned repeatedly. I mean, there was a whole lot of uh, people trying to get them not to do, allow this to happen, and they did it anyway. And it literally says in the inquiry results that, you know, that they did it. They knew what kind of damage it was going to do and what, what they were destroying, and they just didn't care, and they did it fucking anyway. Um, you know, That's and they weren't even sure there was anything there. They just did it because they was like, well, hey, let's see if they're, you know, hey, here's this, you know, a uh, fifty thousand year old site that you know is an archaeological wonder. Let's just fucking destroy that and see if there's anything there we can make money off of. Um, so it's nice that that blew up in their face. Uh, it's a shame that that you know the cost of it is you know there's no way to put a put a number on it. That's so. unbelievable. Oh, by the way, we curse on this show just in case. Um, so you you just what? Yeah, we we actually say swear words and stuff like that. So this may oh no, I don't know if I can be a part that, of this. I, well, I'm just saying, you know, we got to come clean <laughs> with the people and tell them. Well, you know, here's the thing, and and you know, just so folks can relate to the easement part, because for some folks they don't, they're not familiar because they don't own homes, but easement. You also have certain lines of easement around your home for water lines, sometimes when electrical lines are buried, just in case you needed a a local reference point. I just wanted to make sure folks understood the term easement because, you know, some of these highfalutin words get a little confusing for my little brain. So just wanted to make sure everybody was kind of with me on that because, uh, you know, listen, I just freaked out because every time I think we're doing something, you know, to get it right, somebody else comes along like a Trump and messes everything up. I mean, because, you know, didn't Obama have all kinds of things that were protective of indigenous lands that Trump went, don't need this, don't need this, don't need this? Well, yeah, there there is that. And I, I want to make another point, too. This The way that, um, that Rin Tinto 
who's doing uh, who's operating under the name of the Resolution Copper Mining Company. Um, this was a deal to swap land. Um, you know, basically they're uh, which. Anyone who knows anything about Native American history knows that, you know, this is the, the, the whole bait and switch thing. Hey, we're going to give you all this great land for the land that you're on. Um, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it was a land swap deal. But this is the way that this originally got to where it is was because in 2000, late in 2014, it was attached to a, um, a national defense bill. Uh, and that was John McCain's doing. That was John McCain's wow. doing. Um, wow. But you know he was. But he he looked at it solely from a point of you know hey this is a lot of, this could be a lot of money for the state of Arizona, um, you know which of course you know Native Americans had been on him since 2009 that you know you can't do this, and of course he did it. Um, but so so that's that's a little bit of the backstory. And I think that that's, you know, but, but that's often how these things get pushed through, you know, they get tacked onto something that has to be passed. Um, you know, yeah. whether you're for the military against the military, whatever, um, a defense spending bill has to be passed. Yeah. Otherwise our <laughs> the people, you know, are, are the people who suffer the most when it isn't are, uh, soldiers enlisted people um right so yeah but it's exhausting it's it is exhausting it's also ugly i mean it's just really really ugly um yeah we hope that we hope that this is this is avoided yeah, of course, of course we do. Uh, um, well, and all right. one of the so, things our one of the things our listeners can do is they can follow yeah. Apache Stronghold, which is the nice. um, the group that has brought the lawsuits in conjunction with other partners. Um, so you can yeah. follow them and um, you know and help support them and help get the word out because I think the more people that know, the more people that say you know stand up and say this is bullshit then yeah. the more attention it's going to get and the more likely it is that uh, that they'll be able to keep their land. I really hope so. I, haven't we made, like, enough destruction already? Haven't we done enough damage to people? It just seems like, I don't know. I, you know, I got into a huge argument with somebody earlier today who told me that both sides were... Not the same, but try to give me that whole false equivalency. Both ciderism. Yes. Both ciderism. I don't like cider, but that's just me. But the fact of the matter is, is that just look at look at their actions and tell me that it's both sides doing the same thing. You know, because this person was saying to me, you know, there's so much corruption on both sides, and I'm like, anytime you have money. You're not. It's not going to be even-handed. Anytime you need money to run for office, because I was going to run for office, and the level of money necessary to do such a thing is more than you would even imagine just to get started. Um, so, I mean, yes, are there a lot of pots of money all over the place? Sure, there are. 
However, that false equivalency is nonsense. You know, as far as I know, most liberals like myself and and my co-host here, we believe in protecting indigenous lands. The other side just doesn't seem to feel the same way. So call me crazy. I'm just saying this is what I see. So anytime you run into that both siderism, oh yes, ma'am, go ahead, please, Miss Star. Um, I want to also just clarify one other point because I kind of glossed over this. But the the land, okay. this is federal land that the Apaches yes. had access to. You know, so they've been using this land long before there were any white people here, and then. Um, you know, it was turned into a federal, you know, national forest, federal land, you know, park. Um, right. Part of how they're able to, to do this. I don't know that I was clear on that, but I just, I, you know, so it's not like actual reservation land. It's national okay. forest land that they that they have had access to, which one of their lawsuits basically is saying that, you know, this was stolen land to begin with, that we didn't honor uh, our agreement with them. Yeah. Wow. Which I, I can't imagine. So let me ask you this. Uh, uh, that leads me to another question then. So how is it that the federal government has the ability to just go in and say, well, we're taking this? Well, um, that's kind of a complicated answer, but, um, you know, if it is in the public interest for mm-hmm. them to do so, they can make a case for that. Um, wow. Um, yeah. That's so, amazing. and I mean, that's it's kind of the same way that they get easements. So, like, anyone who owns a property will know what the easements are on their on their property. Like, if you have power lines or if there is a road in front of your house that is, you know, owned by this, you know, the state, the county, the province, the district, whatever, then they yeah. have an easement of your property everywhere that the, that there's a boundary. Um, uh, and, uh, but it's in, but you kind of, you want them to have that easement because you want them to be able to have access. So right. the road, you know, I mean, if there's a problem, you know, like with a water line or a power line, if they didn't have that easement, then it would be up to you. You would either have to grant them special access or you would be responsible yeah. for fixing the power line or water line or whatever it is yourself, you know, which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I'm I'm not good with, with you know, having to fix a gas line or, or you know, power line or, or any of that. So, you know, so there's... Not my forte. Yeah, not my forte. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, this is why I don't own property. Maybe it's just me. I'm terrified. Because I'm always scared about things like eminent domain and when they decide that, oh, well, you're sitting in a spot that we really want to put a highway through. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? That's kind of the thing that has always made me nervous, especially because I live in a city. Why would I want to buy something that somebody can come in and tell me what I will accept as their offer, um, and it's really not up for negotiation a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, no, and they can pressure you not. to refuse. Right. So that so that is how you know. I mean, 
the history, that is an oversimplification of how they ended up with, with this land, how the government, you know, owns this land. Um, yeah. But, yeah, eminent domain is, you know, is, or something similar to it is, is part of that. But, I mean, it goes yeah. back, you have to look at, like, the original land treaties and, you know, and, and other things that, that, the, that the government did. But I will hear, I'm here to tell you that, you know, there was a, uh, a landmark case in Oklahoma just recently, and I think one of those cases is still, uh, what is still waiting to be heard by the Supreme Court. But basically, mm-hmm. um, if the Supreme Court were to side with the Native Americans on this, like half the city of Oklahoma would um, would become Indian land again. Um, now they did rule on because one of them, uh, one of the cases was regarding uh, criminal activity and who had jurisdiction, and they did rule in the favor of you know that um, that the. Uh, the native police had jurisdiction over, over this land. Um, wow. and it, it really, it really kerfluffled some folks feathers um, because, you know, it doesn't give any land back, but it gives them jurisdiction. And, um, you know, depending on how, depending on how the court were to, to interpret that, um, you know, it's possible that in addition to some other things that are pending, it could, you know, but I think that's really unlikely. Um, not that I wouldn't yeah. mind to see it. I mean, I, I you know, I, but yeah. Uh, so it's, these are things, interesting things to watch for sure and see, you know, uh, what the, what precedents are being, being set. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wild stuff. Well, probably more to come on that, folks. Before we launch into our next uh, subject, I just want to remind everybody, please check out wildhunt.org. It is the pagan paper of record. Please give it as much support as you possibly can. It is not expensive at all. For the price of your big latte once a month, you can be supporting the pagan paper of record. I'm just saying, if you want to give more, Please do, because these folks are actual journalists, and they actually draw a paycheck. Because why? They deserve to, because they're out there doing the heavy lifting and breaking their necks trying to bring us the news. Okay, moving right along. We are (laughs) January was an interesting month. Star call back in, please. Oh, you are still on. Okay, good. For a minute, I thought I'd lost you. You're still there. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, let's get into uh, January 6th, the date that will live in infamy. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about Madison Cawthorn. Would you please tell the folks who Madison Cawthorn is? Oh, well, Madison Cawthorn <laughs> is, um, he has a couple of very interesting distinctions. Um he is the youngest person to ever serve in Congress. Uh, mm-hmm. He was just elected in the last election. He mm-hmm. is, um, you know, on his bucket list were visiting places that, you know, were that Hitler was fond of, uh, like the Eagle's Nest. Um, he, uh, he, 
he, the ads that he ran during his campaign were pretty offensive. Um, at first, yeah. he said he was not he did not support Trump, and then quickly uh, changed his tune. Uh, like and, they do. Uh, well, okay, so Mark Meadows, who served as Trump's chief of staff in the in the last uh, part of his uh, term, yeah. this was for his seat. Okay, the woman okay. that Meta that Meadows had pretty much handpicked to to take over, you know, who he wanted to see win the election, lost by a landslide to uh, <laughs> to Madison Cawthorn. Okay, and he's just, yeah. uh, you know, his. I think he comes from money, um, it, but his his whole campaign was just a, nothing but a litany of lies. Um, you know, everything from, uh, you know, saying that, you know, he, after his accident, which I should mention that he was in a very bad car accident coming back from spring break, which left him uh, uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and so he's in a wheelchair. Um, but he he said that he had been accepted to, you know, the Naval Academy, but after his accident, of course, um, you know, he he did not go through with that, which was a lie because they had they had not accepted him to to the academy. So so, um, and I mean, just lie after lie of things that him saying I, I you know I did this or I don't believe this or whatever. But you know, um, basically right. he is all the all the makings of a wannabe Nazi um, and a right. white supremacist. Um, and th- this darling boy um, spoke at Trump's uh, Stop the Steal rally on January 6th and used very inflammatory language, um, you know, encouraging people to basically uh, attack the Capitol. So, yeah, so we're, we're so proud here in Western <laughs> North Carolina that we have that piece of shit. And I'm just going to say it. He's a piece of shit. Uh, he doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. He knows. I mean, I've seen him answer some questions on the Constitution, uh, you know, whether things are, you know, and I mean, he has no clue. He's probably never even read the Constitution. Um, so there's that. Right. So this is one of the people that supports Trump, supported Trump, spoke at the Stop the Steal, which was which preceded the actual riot itself. And one one more thing, one more thing. Our darling boy also bragged about the fact that he had brought a firearm onto the floor of the house, uh, of the house chamber, okay, which is illegal. Um, Right. People like him are one of the reasons that they've installed metal detectors before members of Congress and aides can can enter into the chambers. <clears throat> but yeah, he brought a firearm onto the house floor. Let that sink in. Uh, yeah, okay. So the last I remember now maybe I'm wrong, but I thought politics was supposed to be a civilized man's game. And it was at one time, I thought. So apparently we are back to um, all kinds of hinky shit where it's a free-for-all and it's kind of scaring me because 
who's to say that somebody doesn't get pissed off? Because apparently we've got a crop of some really scary people. Scary enough that they were allowing these rioters, these Trump enablers, these supporters into the Capitol, the people's house, and all that happy shit that we were taught to believe when we were young because it's supposed to be. But all of a sudden, people were, I mean, there's no way they broke in, right? My understanding is that this was partially inside, partially. Well, uh, there's still a lot of debate about that. We we don't really know. Okay. We do know that right. um, that some members of Congress uh, were giving tours of of the Capitol, uh, which, just to be clear, tours have been off limits and been restricted since the pandemic. So uh, yes, we're not we're not really sure. Um, you know, the names that have been tossed out are um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and um, Bobbert, uh, Representative Bobbert. I can't think of what her first name is. Um, but they were both seen giving giving tours, I believe, um, and, mm-hmm. and others that, that have not been named. But, um, you know, the, the biggest problem is that when D.C. requested uh, more National Guard, yeah. their, request, their request was denied, um, basically. And then even when all hell broke loose, so, so already the Capitol Police were, uh, they had, you know, I mean, they're not, the Capitol Police are not designed to be able to handle the number of people that showed up. That's why when there there are major right. protests that are planned, the National Guard, uh, the D.C. National Guard is, is utilized, and as is the um, the Park Service. Um, so right. they were they were very, uh, you know, their numbers were far less than than what they should have been. Uh, and but didn't they respond when Mike Pence called? They did eventually, did they and and we, yeah, yeah, they did, and. Um, you know, basically, which and I think we talked about this last month, is, uh, of mm-hmm. course, we didn't have nearly as much information, but one of the extraordinary things right. about that, uh, which is something that really is still hard to absorb, is that when the Capitol Police called for, you know, said, we need backup, we need backup now, these people have breached yeah. the Capitol, um, mm-hmm. Trump re- refused to act. And Pence, who was trapped inside the Capitol with his family, I mean, his family was with him, um, reached out. He contacted the National Security Advisor and basically went behind, you know, he just eliminated Trump from the equation and said, you know, who knows what he said. One would like to think that he said, we need fucking troops here and we need them now. Um, Right, right. uh, You know, uh, but I, I, my you know, my guess is he was probably a bit more measured than that. Um, but, but, yes, but he didn't. I, I would assume so. But, but by the same the token, let it, exactly, that's what I was going to say. That was my next point. The, actually, the vice president does not have the authority to make that call, but he made it. So I'm right. just saying. <laughs> and that should scare all of us, quite frankly. Oh. 
Well, you know. exactly. I mean, the fact that that they were just going to what let this play out and refuse there to be any law enforcement help for. I mean, and and I mean, I will tell you, having seen some of the footage that has been released, uh, it's horrifying. Uh, I the scene where that cop is being crushed in the door is just yeah. horrific. You know, and I mean, and thank God it's okay. But, um, you know, and the fact that these protesters, well, we're not going to call them protesters. They were rioters. They were insurrectionists. Um, This was, this was not a protest. This was a violent uprising and an attempted coup. And they were at best rioters. And, um, uh, you know, but really, they were insurrectionists. Their goal was to to stop uh, the counting of the electoral votes and to catch and kill any elected officials that they could get their hands on that didn't agree with them. Basically, I mean, and there is now testimony to to that effect. Uh, right. Uh, so uh, there was nothing normal about this, uh, but for. No the national uh, security advisor to authorize the guard to be mobilized on the word of the vice president is pretty extraordinary in and, and of itself, which, you know, can't, I can't help but wonder exactly what, what has been going on, you know? I mean, how much well, that's of the what, thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, isn't that the thing of it, though? How much was planned beforehand? Um, You know, you have a sitting at the time, still sitting president, uh, basically rallying his troops. uh, And how many people have subsequent to that come out and said, you know, I was following my president? There has to be a way... Okay, so what happens the next time somebody doesn't like a result? Is this something that we're going to have to be dealing with for our lives? I mean, how does something like this even play out when you have half the country going one way and half the country going, well, we still have more on the, the Democratic side by seven point something million. But the fact of the matter is, we're, you know, we're a big country in a very fucking small place, you well, know. Okay, so first of all, let's be clear on the numbers here. Um, while, yes, you know, 70 million people voted for for Trump, not all of those people embraced Right. The, the fringe, the fringe craziness and politics. Um, True. And I think that, you know, I mean, it was pretty hilarious to see all of, uh, many of the little QAnon folks crying in their various forums of how, you know, they had been betrayed and, um, you know, that they were, you know, because they fully expected. I mean, I, and I think we need to be really clear here. Um, you know, the whole QAnon ideology is that basically the Democrats are part of a creepy world order, you know, cabal, you know, evil cabal that, you know, that eats babies. I mean, like literally, they're pedophiles and eat babies. I mean, this is what the QAnon people believe. 
and that Q was allegedly, you know, uh, an intelligence insider and was working with Trump and Trump was going to bring all this down. And these people really believed that when they stormed the Capitol, that what was going to happen was that all of these Democrats would be, and, and Biden and Hillary Clinton, all of those people were going to be rounded up and arrested, tried for treason, and then executed. This is what they believed. So when that didn't happen, they were just, you know, I mean, they were flipping out. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of, I mean, a lot of former intelligence officers who are, and analysts who are free to speak publicly have talked about, you know, how dangerous this ideology is and how as someone with as much access to the media as Trump and, and, and let's not, you know, neglect to mention that there were any number of elected officials that were, you know, also promoting this garbage, you know, even if they were just promoting the fact that, you know, the election was stolen, which it wasn't stolen. Um, you know, no. there's all of these claims that are very baseless that, you know, that the dominion voting machines, which, you know, dominion is now suing, I mean, they are suing everybody and their brother who has been involved in this. And I got news yes, for you, they they're, very likely, they're very likely to, to win uh, a number of the suits that they have. I mean, they're suing Giuliani. They're su- suing Rudy Giuliani for over a billion dollars, like $1.3, $1.4 billion, okay? Even if he makes a settlement, you know, he ain't walking away from this cheap. Plus, the state of New York, there's all kinds of charges pending there, too, which we don't even have time to get into that. We could do a whole hour just no. on the criminal activities of Rudy Giuliani. But, um, you know, True enough. I mean, it's but, insane. And, and, and I'm sorry, I'm speechless. That's a first. But yeah, it, it's just way too much. It's way too much. And the fact that, I mean, I'm hoping that maybe some of these people that were following and trying to, whatever it was they were trying to do, whether it was stop the steal or whatever it is, I hope they realize that they were really led astray. And I, I, I've seen where some people have actually said they felt led astray by all of this. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to try to take heart in that, that maybe, maybe, maybe something is getting through to some folks, um, which I'm very hopeful about. But we've got to, I mean, we are so short on time for the rest of this program, but I do not want to end the show without discussing the nut job herself, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Where did this happen? Where, where did she even come from? Who let QAnon in the building? I don't understand how she won her seat. The woman is psycho. She's talking about Jewish laser beams. I don't know where the hell this came from. I, I don't even, I can't even pretend to understand. I can't even pretend. Well, sadly, my dear, um, I, I, you know, I don't have a good answer for that other than, 
you know, she is in a, uh, a she is from a deeply red district in uh, northeast Georgia, and um, you know, people are drinking the Kool Aid, and not only that, but I mean, everything that you know, I mean, basically, when she went before the um, Republican conference last night, uh, half of the half of Half of them stood up and gave her a standing ovation, okay? Um, There's basically not going to be any consequences on the part of the Republicans for her. You know, I mean, this is a person, just to bring everybody up to speed so that we all know what's going on, there have been numerous videos that she made herself, okay? This is not like some gotcha journalism or anything like that. She has made videos of herself many of which that have have been, uh, she's since taken down, but of course, you know, the internet remembers everything. Um, But she posted (laughs) uh, comments about, you know, that she did not believe that the, um, that the horrible shooting, the mass murders in Las Vegas, that that was a stage that the left completely, you know, staged that in order to enforce gun control, you know, to force a gun control bill. Um, you know, she was, she is seen on video. She's, and she's videoing it herself as she's following David Hogg, one of the students who was, uh, you know, who was uh, in the Parkland school shooting. He was on the Hill um, speaking to representatives and she's following him and harassing him and she's videoing it, um, you know, and, and calling him basically weak um, you know, and that he can't defend, that he needs to have legislation because he can't defend himself. I mean, just really horrible, horrible, you know, um, stuff. Um, so she's said that she doesn't believe in these shootings. Uh, she has uh, agreed with people. She is, I mean, there's a video of her saying that uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer and I think she may, um, mentions Obama in that in that video um, are guilty of treason. And she says, and you know what we do to people who commit treason? We execute them. Um, so, and this was just one incident in a number where she either commented on posts calling for the execution of the House leader. Let that sink in. This is a woman who is serving in Congress and Pelosi is you know, the Speaker of the House, okay? So she, you know, uh, but from the stance of Republicans, she's entitled to her opinion, um, and they're not going to take any action to censure her in any way. There, there are no repercussions. And so today, I don't know if it's happened yet, but the, um, the uh, Democratic half of the of the House the Democrats were going to vote on stripping her um, because one of the things that the Republicans appointed her to was the uh, education committee. So, yes, you want the woman who... who Let that sink in. Yeah. yeah. You want the woman who does not believe in school shootings or that there should be protection for schools to be on a committee that that decides education uh, policy. Yes, that's what you want. Um, so the Democrats are looking to strip her of her um, uh, any of her com- committee seats. Now the problem here is if they do this, um, 
it leaves the door wide open for any time that the uh, you know that the that the, that anyone is in power um, and doesn't yeah. like what someone said or did uh, to be you know they've opened the door for for them to be stripped of their power. But you know, but the, wait a second, H- hang on. This is a woman who is trying to incite violence. Isn't there? Like, isn't that a line that you don't cross? Isn't that a bridge too far? I mean, if someone on the Democratic side was trying to incite violence against Republicans, wouldn't we, as rational people, I would hope, feel the same way? Um, I wouldn't want someone representing me that is a viol- you know, wants to kill all Republicans. I, I don't think that's cool either. So, I mean... Where does it where does it stop? Where do, what is the baseline for respect and working together when you're coexisting in a body that is supposed to be running the United States? Well, I mean, you know, certainly things have um, things have gone in a direction that I would have never expected. Um, you know, right. the fact that they've basically, the Republican Party has green-lighted her behavior, and um, former Representative uh, Danworth, Danforth, Danforth, um, I saw an interview with him on PBS last night um, where he was just saying that this is not, he said, this is not the Republican Party, this is no longer the party of Lincoln, and um, right. that they're no longer, that they have taken this huge turn towards populism, and um, that they have abandoned basically the principles of the party. Uh, you know, I've seen other uh former representatives speak out and say, you know, that basically what you're going to see is, um, you know, uh, many leave the party at the at the rate that they're going. Now, I think we also have to mention here that uh, Liz Cheney was also had to go um, before the Republican conference um, to uh, answer to answer, mind you, for her uh, not only voting to impeach the second Trump. time, mm-hmm. but also the fact that she spoke out about it um, in the days leading up to it, that that was her intent and that he was, you know, that he had committed crimes. So, um, right. you know, which thankfully I, the vote was 145 to like 61, I think, uh, in in supporting her. But there were still, there were 61 fucking Republicans that would have stripped her of her, you know, of her committees. Um, and, I, and something that, that just came across my feed here um, is that um, another uh, voting uh, technology company that produces uh, yes. voting machines, Smartmatic, yes. has filed yes. a $2.7 billion lawsuit against Fox News. Rudy Giuliani yep. and and Sidney Powell over their disinformation <laughs> campaign. So I mean that's and that's pretty pretty major. Um, yes, it is. You know. Yes, it is. Um, so uh, I I think that uh, it's I don't know how we got to where we are, other than the majority of people 
the only reason that Liz Cheney managed to come out so well is because they did the vote in secret. Okay, so nobody yeah. knew how anyone voted. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there can't be repercussions from that. But these are people right. that want to, you know, they're worried about losing their seats. Um, you know, um, Matt Getz, who is a representative from Florida and truly also a reprehensible uh, human being, Absolutely. actually yeah. actually went to uh, Wyoming, which is the state where Liz Cheney is, uh, is a representative and uh, mm-hmm. is vowing that he intends to campaign against, you know, to make sure that she does not, um, she does not win her primary nor go on to win the election. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, and, and I think we're going to see more of this until the party takes a stand. Um, but I think it's very likely, and I mean, I've been saying this for a while, that we're going to see a split uh, within the Republican Party. We're going to see I agree. a split. Do you think if there is a split in the Republican Party that it will be easier for Democrats to maintain power because of a split vote? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, I mean, I think uh, I think the days of Republicans that are not aligned with Trump holding their nose and voting anyway um, – I, th- I think that that, that is um, that is you know we may see an end to that, um, but there's no question that where the Republican Party is right now that is that they you know are they going to be the party of white supremacy because that's what it's looking like, um, so it will be uh, it will be interesting to see what uh where this goes to be honest i agree i agree and anytime you lose mitch mcconnell you have to question where you are and you know (laughs) well but but they didn't even really lose him because he's he's so he is so uh you know no i mean he says one thing one day and and another you know but he's very careful in what he said he is not named Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene um, you know I mean I think the best that we can hope for um, in in all of this is that the the people that really support Trump that are in office become increasingly marginalized um, and um, you know one would hope that they would break off and form their own party, but um, as uh, others that that I have conversation with uh, believe that they'll just be the you know the crazy fringe of the party, but there are certainly those that are opposed to that. Um, wasn't it Mitt Romney that said you know that uh, you know it's one thing to be a big tent. Uh, big tent republicanism, but uh, we do not want to be the carnival tent. Wasn't it him that said that? That, that they, <laughs> they couldn't be the carnival tent or something to that effect. So I, right. I, I think that, right. you know, uh. where where this goes, I mean, honestly, there is so much happening. It is like drinking from a fire hose. 
uh, I have never seen a news cycle that, that just continues to accelerate in, in what is happening on, on a daily basis. Um, one of the, one of the things, uh, <laughs> one of the things that, uh, that I think that our community in particular needs to be, uh, really aware of is the rise of, uh, white supremacy. You know, we are seeing it, um, more yeah. and more people are not shy about it they have no compunction against saying you know uh using racial slurs uh you know applying you know swastikas and um you know their continued use of uh, the symbols of heathenry whether they follow that path or not um it, i mean all of this is all of this is a really big i mean you know, it's a big problem, and it's one that uh, is not, I mean, the the pagan community sooner or later is going to have to deal with it, uh, you know, which collectively we don't like to do that. We don't like to deal with anything because it's much easier to just continue to walk over the lump that we've swept under the rug. But we are singing indictment. But I agree. No, but I agree. I think, you know, Oh boy, I think maybe this should be our next show. Um <laughs> depending okay. on whether or not depending on whether or not the entire house is fucking burning down, quite frankly. Um, I think maybe our next show we should talk about dealing with the factions that are using heathenry and uh you know, the backlash that's gonna happen because there's gonna be one. There's always a backlash against pagans, one way or another. That's just the way it is. So, you know what? We are like three minutes out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Before I forget, everybody, please check out wildhunt.org, the pagan paper of record. Give them all your support. Um, Let's see. What what else do we want to talk about in the the last remaining seconds? You know... um, I was quite moved and really disturbed. You know, you look at things in the abstract on the news and you see things happening and actions being taken, but to listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talk about her fear being in the building when she knew she was actively being hunted is probably one of the most frightening and sobering things I have ever seen. And whether you like her or not, and I know there are a lot of people who don't particularly care for her, but if you take out the politics and you just listen to the fear of a representative of our government in a body, in a building where she should be protected, whether or not you agree with her opinion, knowing that in uh, literally feet away from her were people looking to kill her, not as a joke, not as a... Uh, what if, but literally wanting to find her and murder her and probably have some kind of mock trial and tape it. This has to sober us up. We have to get real about what's happening in this country because the QAnons like Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene, these people are not going to stop, and they feel very entitled to their hatred. We have got to do better. I just feel like we've got to do better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and frankly, you know, I mean, all of the personal accounts that I heard from that day from our representatives and their aides, let's not forget about the aides and staff 
that oh, were yeah. also trapped yeah. trapped and you listen to their accounts and uh i mean it's it was horrific and <laughs> anybody who endorses the behavior that brought us to that place i mean they have no business in public service at all ever 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 no I amount agree. of apology no amount of you know no if if you supported that, if you endorsed that, if you incited it, you have no place in public service at all, period. I agree. I agree. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, on behalf of Star Bustamante and myself, this has been the 415. We will see you next month. Everybody, try to have a great week and a great month, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.